1: Good morning. Welcome to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ. 750 a.m. Our phone number 312 255 8408 The time is exactly 801 on this beautiful Monday morning, June 8th, here in Chicago. Father Greg Sacco, the rector of Holy Name Cathedral in Chicago and co-host for this monthly edition for Catholic Schools Today, Dr. Jim Rigg, Superintendent of Catholic Schools, the Archdiocese. Jim, good morning. How are you doing today?
2: Good morning. I'm doing well. Sooner or later, I'd like to be back in the studio with you, Father Greg. But in the meantime, this is still the social distancing edition of Catholic Schools Today. When you think about
1: it, Jim, the last time we were together was Monday, March 9th, in studio. We mentioned in the following weekend, the whole stay-at-home started. So it's April, May, June, three months since we were together in studio. We've been together social distancing on the monthly edition but it's amazing but listen i know we'll get right to it you have a huge announcement to make for all of us
2: yeah a very important announcement so as uh, you just said father greg our school buildings have been closed since mid-march and uh, as we speak our schools are wrapping up classes so we can we were able to pivot very quickly and continue instruction in a remote learning environment which for most of our schools involved you know, leveraging technology to continue to deliver instruction. Mm-hmm. But there's been this big question about what the fall is going to look like, whether or not um, we're going to be able to have students return to our buildings in the fall. And so this morning, in about what time is it? Eight o'clock, in about two hours, uh, we are sending out an announcement to our families uh, confirming that it is our intent to start with physical face-to-face instruction in the fall, mm-hmm. and that we're going to be working with each and, each and every one of our Catholic schools to make sure that they're ready to safely welcome students back. But we do feel like we can do it. We feel like face-to-face instruction is extremely important. We know that's what our students and parents and teachers want. And so we're going to work very diligently over the summer to make sure that our schools are ready to safely welcome back students this fall
1: for face-to-face Now, Jim, I think it's very important, like, as we begin to open up the cathedral, this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for prayer, and then move into uh, masses very, very soon. It's not a matter of just opening the doors, but just like the cathedral and all Catholic churches, in fact, all churches of all denominations, there's a different look with social distancing. Because we figured yep. in the cathedral, our capacity, if you go every other pew six feet apart, puts in us under a little 300 people to go from 1,200 to about 20, 25%. That would be capacity. We'll start out with a uh, fewer number, Now, the same thing happens in a school situation. It's not a matter of the children just come pouring into the classrooms, but you've got a lot of work to do in terms of social distancing, and talk more about that.
2: Yeah, so it is our hope to welcome back all of our students in the fall, not to have some of them still starting off at home. Now, there, there may be individual families that feel uncomfortable coming back, and we'll work to accommodate them. Uh, but we are uh, putting together a plan that will be uh, more fully communicated to parents uh, uh, during the summer. But it will include uh, provisions around uh, safety and hygiene and health. Um, so, how do we make sure that uh, you know students are continuously uh, washing their hands using hand sanitizer? Uh, leveraging multiple entrances and exits to a school. Uh, you know, it, it's difficult to socially distance children, especially young children mm-hmm. in a school environment. And so we're probably going to kind of group the students by, uh, by pods or cohorts. Um, so if there is an outbreak, we don't have to quarantine the whole school. We just quarantine groups of children. So again, all of this will be communicated later in the summer, but we're putting together kind of a a multi-tiered plan that includes provisions around safety, hygiene, social emotional supports for students, staffing, particularly if we have teachers who are uncomfortable coming back into this environment or have other types of health concerns that we need to work around, provisions for young children, provisions for students with um, defined special needs and so forth. It is going to be complicated. We're going to do our best to communicate it clearly uh, and uh, always think about um, safety first of our children. But as I said before, we do feel like we can safely allow this to happen in the
1: fall. So I think you really hit on the button. That is, uh, as we reopen the cathedral, you know, I have a task force that I'm part of the cathedral. We have spent hours the last two months, a couple of times a week, reorganizing how it looks from people walking in, to where they're seated. It goes on and on and on. The same thing with you, but now then you'll have to spend the summer with your administration, teachers, faculty, principals, on how it looks, because it will look different, and people yep. have to be patient. You're not going to have an answer by tomorrow.
2: They do. The school is not going to immediately look like it did, say, back in February. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, what's most important to us is getting face-to-face instruction up and running again so that that in, uh, incredibly important interaction between teachers and students. There are going to be some pieces that are, are probably not going to be in place right away for safety reasons. For example, we may not be able to have a communal lunchtime where all students go down to the lunchroom and eat right. together. Right. That may not happen. Students may need to be eating in their room. Recess. I, I want to have recess. I think it's important, but it may look different. There may be smaller groups of kids, or they may be more spread out. Uh, you know, masses, assemblies, those sorts of larger groups. Gatherings are probably gonna look different in the fall as the rest of the uh the COVID pandemic plays out.
1: And now just to maybe change gears for a moment because do you realize we started stay at home back in March and just as things were lifting about two weeks ago in all parts of the country were maybe maybe turning the corner, you know, the tragic death of George Floyd. And so I think this plays a factor too because I think it was about a week ago or a few days ago, you know, Cardinal Blaise Supich said as schools open up, and now you may know more of this than I do, is that this will also now be part of the curriculum, or is there a talk about that, Jim? Maybe do you know can you Can say more about that?
2: Absolutely. So, of course, this is an, an enormous uh, tragedy for our nation here, uh, with the uh, unfortunate uh, death of, of George Floyd and the ongoing, you know, culture of racism that exists in some places. And I do think that this is an opportunity for our schools. Um, we have for years, for generations really, been educating children on racism. Uh, racism is a sin, and it's important that uh, children understand why it's a sin and what they can do to combat it. But the Cardinal is calling us to be more, even more intentional about how we educate our children about uh, racism and social justice. And so uh, we are already starting to put together a team to look at what we can do to enhance that instruction in the fall to make sure that our children are are ready to help make this world a better place.
1: And the thing is that, uh, and so with that task force starting, I think you have the key word to be more intentional, to be more intentional, and uh, because what we've experienced the last few weeks is we we are dealing with the death of a black man, and and so horrific, and so now how. Do you take centuries-old stuff that has to change? We're talking about now systemic change. And so when you deal like with distributive yep. justice. It means you collect money for the poor, you gather food and give to the poor. That's distributive justice. When you deal with the area of social justice and systemic change, it's sometimes like tackling fog. It's really hard yep. to put your hands around. And it takes while, and it takes time. And, you know, the thing is... But the change is very much needed. We're going to bring this segment to a close, Jim. I've been talking now. It's, uh, this is Father Greg Sack was with Dr. Jim Rigg, Superintendent of Catholic Schools. We're continuing our edition of Catholic Schools Today. Our phone number, 312-255-8408. Stay with us. And again, do not touch that dial.
3: In our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312 741 3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today.
0: We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend. Featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Cupich and video highlights from across the archdiocese, here's host Todd Williamson.
1: We'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Cupich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and
0: productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100.
3: There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here, If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you.
1: Welcome back to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ seven fifty AM or phone number 312-255-8408 on the special edition of Catholic Schools Today. I'm Father Greg Sackowitz, and co-host Dr. Jim Rig. The time is eight thirteen on this beautiful Monday morning in Chicago. We have a tremendous next segment lined up, and Dr. Jim Rigg, take it away.
2: Happy to do it. I'm here uh, via long distance because of social distancing, but. Uh, thrilled to introduce this next group uh, that's coming on. I said in the first segment that our schools were able to pivot very quickly uh, when we closed down our school buildings in mid-March and moved to um, mostly online technology-based instruction. And I think that's a symptom that um, the uh, wonderful learning that our schools are known for continued in spite of the COVID pandemic and will continue as we look to reopen our school buildings in the and as one um, kind of outward sign of it, I'm thrilled to introduce some folks from St. Hubert School in Hoffman Estates. Uh, this year, St. Hubert students in grades six through eight, the junior high, devised their own original invention, researched similar products, and built a prototype or model of their idea for the Chicago Student Invention Convention. They presented their invention at the school level by delivering a sales pitch and a keynote presentation. Leading projects then moved on to the Chicago Student Invention Convention. Three students from St. Hubert students, uh, I'm sorry, three students from St. Hubert School will continue on to the national competition to be held online uh, later this month. So this is uh, quite an accomplishment for these young people from St. Hubert School in Hoffman Estates, and we're thrilled to welcome, I believe, via telephone, uh, Kelly O'Hara, who is a junior high science and math teacher from St. Hubert. Along with three of uh, Kelly O'Hara's students, Emma, Katie, and Samantha. Emma is the first grade winner of the sixth grade uh, Chicago Student Invention Convention. Katie won second place for the sixth graders, and then Samantha was a seventh grade patent award winner. Uh, Kelly, Emma, Katie, Samantha, are you with us this morning?
1: Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Congratulations to all of you. Good morning. Now, you're over there in the uh, St. Hubert's area in Hoffman Estates. Now, way, 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 way before any of you were born, back in 1979, (laughs) when I was a baby priest, I was 26 years old. I was assigned to Church of the Holy Spirit in Schaumburg, right next door to you, right there on uh, Bodie Road. And it, uh, That's
4: great.
1: You know the area, then. Oh, I know the. In fact, how's this? You know, Emma and Katie and Samantha. Father Greg knows the area so well. I was there so long ago. This is the truth. There were farms with cows when I was there. And I'm not, oh wow! And yeah, you probably think I'm about well. 175 years old. And, it, uh, and it, with what with uh, covered wagons and all that, I don't go back that far. But the area has really changed since I was there. So. Uh, Well, first of all, congratulations to Emma and Katie and Samantha. That's marvelous, which is creativity like that. Thank you. And maybe, uh, you know, and you are Kelly O'Hara, the junior high science and math teacher. Tell us how this all came about for the students.
4: Well, we decided to uh, have an invention convention instead of a science fair the past two years. Uh, Science fairs, you can sort of look up Mm -hmm. science projects on the Internet now. So to um, kind of reward or focus on creative thinking and um, identifying real problems, we decided to go with the Invention Convention. And so they provide us some curriculum and some resources. And then in science class, I guide the kids through how do you identify a real-world problem and come up with an original solution.
1: Interesting. Now, with that idea in mind, we have Emma, Katie, and Samantha, the three recipients. I want you to each take a turn now. And, Emma, tell us, what was your invention?
5: So I designed a base with wheels that act as a ramp to, so that it's easier to get over the edge of the rink. And then mm. the wheelchair locks in place so that the person could be pushed around. And then I also designed a hockey stick holder so that if the person has limited arm ability, then they can easily maneuver the hockey stick.
1: Now, that is fascinating. But let me ask a personal question. Are you yourself, do you like ice skating?
5: Yes, I I mean, I do like ice skating, but um, I actually got my idea from my mom's friend because her daughter's in a wheelchair, and she really likes playing hockey.
1: Now, what about for you, Katie? Um,
6: I made um, Heat No More. It is a silicone-covered light bulb that can reduce the heat that projects off of it, and that just helps save... Saving um, furniture and other materials.
1: You mean say saving uh, saving in what area? Um or saving how? Like,
6: so from heating up and starting a fire in your home oh, wow. just from a light bulb.
1: Uh, that's that's marvelous. And how about you, Samantha, who you had the 7th grade patent award winner?
7: Mm-hmm. I, w- I made the fetch it. it is a wall thrower that has a... Ball attached to a string that will reel it back in, so you don't lose the ball, or so you can get the ball back from the dog.
1: You know, my that's pretty cool. My, my big fear is that if Doctor Jim Rig and I were classmates of yours, his invention would probably make make me disappear.
7: <laughs>
1: Take it away, Jim. And not reappear, right? <laughs> and not, and not reappear. Take it away, Jim. <laughs>
2: Happy to. So um, I know that it took a lot of work to put together these wonderful projects and inventions. Uh, Kelly O'Hara, talk to us a little bit about kind of what you were hoping to see out of your students as they put together their inventions for the Invention Convention.
4: Sure. I really want to see, I want to kind of give them a challenge that they think they can't do. So when I first introduced the fact that you're each going to come up with an invention, the looks on the faces, some are excited and some are scared to death. of How in the world am I going to come up with an invention? But every single student manages to do it. So, my goal is to give them confidence in science and in STEM fields so that they'll keep going with science when they get to high school.
2: And so, they each came up with their own invention idea, correct? Based upon, as right. like Emma said, their every own uh, experiences in the world. Sixth, seventh, and eighth
4: grade comes oh, up with their that's own wonderful. invention.
2: And was most of this done um, virtually, given the you know everything that happened in the late spring?
4: No, fortunately, we worked on this from January through March, and we actually had our school um, invention convention in March right before uh, we had to move to e-learning. Um, and then the students that were selected to move on to the Chicago level were able to do their um, their presentation at that point, their video presentation. They are able to do that at home with technology.
1: Well, Kelly, let me ask you this question. That is when you had an invention convention instead of a regular science fair, that you could have had a regular science fair like in past years by having mm-hmm. this invention convention. we just had a nice play on words there. Then you're part mm-hmm. now of a larger group that can go local and then national, correct?
4: Right, correct.
1: Okay. That so, uh, go
4: ahead.
1: No, I think it's, I think it's Every- fascinating. Go ahead, Jim.
2: And we have three students. Are these the same three students, uh, Kelly, um, Emma, Katie, and Samantha, that are going to move on to the national competition? Is that right?
4: Correct. Based on the awards they won at the Chicago competition, they were um, selected to move on to the national competition, and those winners will be selected in the end of June sometime, so there will be a national announcement.
1: We're going to go to break here on Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago Father Greg Sackos along with Dr. Jim Rigg and our guests are we have uh, with us here we have uh, Kelly O'Hara the junior high science and math teacher from St. Hubert's and students Emma, Katie and Samantha. WNDZ 750 on your dial do not touch it 822 in the morning we'll be back right after these messages.
3: Nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Food
8: pantries, home-delivered meals to seniors, evening-to-go meals for the homeless, financial assistance, counseling, and other services. These are all programs Catholic Charities has been providing for years to people in Cook and Lake Counties. And during the COVID-19 pandemic, we have worked to keep all of these programs going, never turning anyone away. The needs are urgent and they will grow, but we want you to know that we will be here as we always have been with food, housing, financial assistance, and ongoing support. Thank you to the many, many donors and partners helping us serve those most in need. We couldn't do it without you. Would you consider joining us too at this historic time? Go to catholiccharities.net to donate and to learn more about our volunteer opportunities thank you on behalf of all those we have the privilege to serve. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here.
1: And welcome back to uh, Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago here on WNDZ 750. Our phone number 312-255-8408. The time is 825 on this gorgeous Monday morning, Chicago. And we're having our guest this morning. We have with us Kelly O'Hara, the junior high science and math teacher from St. Hubert's and recipient winners of a convention, student invention convention, Emma, Katie, and Samantha. Take it away, Dr. Rigg.
2: Oh, well, I loved, loved, loved in that last segment hearing a bit about each of the uh, wonderful inventions uh, that were put together by these young ladies uh, for the Invention Convention. Uh, and, in fact, I'm, I'm sitting here with my 90-pound golden retriever uh, thinking about <laughs> Samantha's invention. Uh, my dog and I like to go outside and play a little fetch, and it certainly would be easier to have something uh, by which I could get the ball out of uh, my doggie's mouth. Uh, <laughs> which is what you've suggested, Samantha. So, uh, just a, a question, maybe for you, Samantha. As you put together your invention, uh, what was the greatest challenge? What really uh, did you struggle with as you were putting it together?
7: Trying to put it together so it would work properly. Because we had to take a couple tries before it would actually like work properly, like reel back and like throw properly.
1: So did you have a lot of failures before you finally had a success, like usually a lot of inventions have?
7: Yeah, I probably had a failure or two.
1: Did you get frustrated?
6: <laughs> no, not really.
1: That's good. That's, that's very good. Now about for you, Katie, what was the greatest challenge in doing your invention or the one failures of, you're having?
6: One of the challenges that I was having during like my invention process was that It was hard to find a place to dry because I used silicone and we used cardboard rings. And so part of the cardboard got stuck onto the silicone, which made it look a little dirty.
1: Mm, Interesting. And how about the biggest challenge for you, Emma?
6: I think
5: the biggest challenge was trying to figure out how to lock in the wheelchair and the ramp because when I first tried to move the base around, the ramps kept falling down, so I had to figure out a way to lock in the wheelchair, but also lock in the ramps.
1: That's when I think they're very articulate. Now, since we are going in this direction here, is St. Hubert's is a wonderful school Mm -hmm. out in the Hoffman Estates, Schaumburg area, that whole region, and now we have two sixth graders and a seventh grader, which means now, as we move into summer vacation, for Emma and Katie, are you now going into seventh grade? Yes. And of yeah. course, then Samantha's going into eighth grade. Is, you know, just for a moment, because I, I've known the area so well for so many years, and St. Hubert's, both school and parish, have a wonderful reputation. Is, let me ask you this. Anyone can start, either Emma, Katie, or S- Samantha. What do you like best about St. Hubert's school? How about Emma, you begin?
5: Okay. Um, I think that. Like, the teachers are just so committed to helping us and helping us, like, achieve our goals. And I really like how they, they're they just, like, so... I, I don't even have words for it. Mm-hmm. They're just so nice and kind. and
1: Well, that's wonderful. I that's love a, it. It's a great compliment about the teachers, the faculty of the uh, City Hubert School. How about for you, Katie?
6: I love all of the teachers and all of the people in the school because everybody treats people equally and is so devoted to helping people.
1: That is wonderful. That's a great response. How about for you, Samantha?
7: I like the people because it's great to have nice people around. So, it's a better learning experience.
1: Mhm. Have all of you been in school there since about kindergarten or first grade?
7: Yes. Okay. Yes.
1: Going way back from and the, way from the very very start of it, I'll, I'll turn it over to you, Doctor Rig.
2: Oh, it's great to hear about that. I um, very complimentary I had a to visit uh, St. Hubert uh, several times. Last time I was there was for a grandparents' day, so I got a chance to see uh, presentations to grandparents and just witness the just the strength of the St. Hubert community uh, firsthand. Uh, Kelly O'Hara, you are the junior high science and math teacher. How long have you been at St. Hubert?
4: Uh, I've been there seven years.
2: Seven years. And what is, what is your favorite thing about St. Hubert School?
4: Uh, I The faculty really pulls together and works together, and we support each other. So there's none of the competition or negativity in some of the schools. So it's a very positive place to
1: work. But I'm sure that for you, um, Kelly's long for the students, our world changed back in mid-March. With uh-huh. the stay at home, with e learning, and uh, so what's been the biggest challenge for you the last three months? Because now has school officially ended, or does it end this week?
4: Yes, school has ended. <laughs>
1: so then, yeah, and uh, and so the last three months, when all of a sudden the children are at home, and of course you mm-hmm. miss seeing them, and they miss seeing each other. So what did you, what did your world look like as you're now trying to teach with e learning?
4: Um, fortunately, we have a one to one iPad program.
1: So mm-hmm. everyone
4: had their iPads at home and we could access materials that we posted or they could access their textbooks. Many of the textbooks are online. Um, the biggest challenge was just trying to reach everybody at a personal level because you're seeing each other either on a screen. We did a lot of Zoom sessions or through email. And so you kind of lose the personal touch to see the look on the students' faces if they're understanding or not understanding what's going on.
1: Yeah. So that interaction and now I mm-hmm. love along those lines for Samantha and Katie and Emma that you know, your world changed too, not only for the faculty and administration of Saint Hubert's, but for all the children. So Samantha, what's been the hardest part about the last three months about learning from home?
7: Probably trying to figure out how to do all this stuff.
1: Mhm. Okay, that's that's very honest. How about you, Katie?
6: Um, It was probably not being with friends because sometimes friends help you with homework or other options just to get your spirits up. And so that was part of the reason it was really hard to do e-learning.
1: Yeah, how about for you, Emma?
5: Yeah, I think the hardest part was like not seeing our friends and not being with our teachers and also just not being able to ask as many questions, I guess, and you have to like learn the schedule and be there on time on your Zooms and have everything in.
1: Yeah. In fact, I'm not sure if you heard, but the beginning of the program, Dr. Jim Rigg made a wonderful announcement that the goal is come August, September, whenever your school opens, you'll be back mm-hmm. in school. You'll be back in school, which is wonderful. And it, yeah. uh, And so maybe in the last minute or so we have here, uh, Kelly, Is can you give us some information about St. Hubert School, how people can get learn more about it, like with a phone number or a website?
4: Sure. Um, uh, St. Hubert School is in Hoffman Estates. Our phone number is 847-885-7702. That number once again? And uh, 847-885-7702. Mm-hmm. And the website is sthubertschool.org, which is sthubertschool.org.
1: Wonderful. And it, uh, but again, our congratulations to Emma, Katie, and Samantha, uh, three winners of the Student Invention Convention. And our prayers are with you as you move on to the next level, which I think we heard is later this month in June. Correct, yes. Well, God bless all of you. I just want to thank in a very special way, Kelly O'Hara, the junior high science and math teacher from St. Hubert School in Hoffman Estates. And three recipient winners, Emma going into 7th grade, Katie going into 7th grade, and Samantha going into 8th grade. God bless you. Congratulations. You've been listening to Catholic Schools Today, a special edition of Catholic Chicago on WNDC, our phone number 312-255-8408. Father Greg Sack was along with Dr. Jim Rigg. The time is 8.34 in Chicago. We'll be back after these messages, and again, do not touch that dial.